this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Warning! The following podcast contains adult language, adult content, weird and unusual stories that all happen to be true. We didn't start this war on safety, but we're going to fight that safety war and we're going to win it. Good morning on this wonderfully brisk Saturday morning here in Clarkstown, New York. We're enjoying the change of seasons and we're going to comment on safety today. We have a very busy weekend this weekend, so I wasn't able to get to this any earlier than right now. So what happened this week? Our OSHA issued an emergency temporary standard sometime Thursday afternoon for publish in uh, the November 11th, 2021 edition of the Federal Reserve. Someone told me that this would be, uh, this is the whole issue is a powder keg. What I find humorous is that they did this on Guy Fawkes Day, November 5th, right? They added to this powder keg and you know, everybody got a good kick out of it. But anyway, I'm gonna open up by saying, uh, Right out from uh, expand on what I talked about on the Rated R Safety Show yesterday with Jay Allen at about 7.30 a.m. A lot of people are very upset. You should have heard the expletives I heard from all of our colleagues up here on the projects that I'm involved on about this. I want to point out, rather than screaming, yelling, cursing, throwing stuff up on social media, because social media really doesn't impact the government so much. You got There's, some, uh, there's a comment period for like the next month on this thing. Uh, what I would advise you to do, I'm going to release a longer video. If you look at my YouTube page, uh, Jim Pozel was uh, Jim Pozel, P-O-E-S-L, YouTube page. I go out into a little bit different uh, of a, a expansion on this. It was very informal. I'll probably be doing something more formal early next week on this whole thing. I go through the regulation basically item by item, but there's a comment period on this. What you need to do, no, we're fighting a safety war here. I call it the safety war. We're fighting for safety. We're fighting for reasonable safety policies, effective safety policies. The individuals are worried about safety policies for themselves and everything else. Guess what? You need uh, you need to do that. You need to fight an effective safety war. You go and make the public comments. Sort of like what a lot of people feel about voting. If you're not going to vote, don't complain. Well, here we have an opportunity to issue public comments. We have an opportunity to go to our Congress people and senators on the federal level and make complaints. Now we have 11 or 12 uh, lawsuits going on. I've heard up to 19, this and that. Okay, well, I'm not getting involved in politics. If you have a problem with this regulation, go and improve it. I say we absolutely need some guidance on COVID-19. We know that. We need some regulatory guidance, in my opinion. Whether it's in this form, an emergency temporary standard, or another form, we need some type of guidance. Well, why don't we go up with some, put our heads together here. We have several thousand listeners here, several thousand downloads every episode. Maybe we can put our heads together here and actually effectively do something rather than just sit back and complain. Because I tell you what, talk is cheap. I called into a couple of radio shows yesterday. I know a couple of producers in the industry outside the Safety FM network. And surprisingly, nobody wanted to hear from a safety professional with 30 years experience, certified safety professional. And there are usually no safety professionals calling into these programs. So. I don't know if there's a conspiracy or anything, but let's go with it. They don't take our calls for whatever reason. The question was asked on one of these programs about OSHA, right? Um, and the general duty clause of all things. There's a complete misunderstanding of the general duty clause as it applies to this. And I think this is the weak point in all of this. Let's talk about it. General duty clause, each employer 
This is right out of uh, 29 U.S.C. 654, where Section 5 of the, of the actual act passed by Congress here in the United States. Each employer shall furnish to each of his employees employment and a place of employment which are free of recognized hazards that are causing or likely to cause death or serious physical harm to his, to his employees. We all get that. You've been in the industry long enough. You understand that there are four conditions that you can be cited under the general duty clause, and we're not going to, that's not germane to what we're talking about here. And it goes on to say, number two, shall comply with occupational safety and health standards promulgated under this act. Now let's go to B. And I think we may be seeing a change of policy here by OSHA. Each employee shall comply with occupational safety and health standards and all rules, regulations, and orders issued pursuant to this act, which are applicable to his own actions and conduct. Now the wise guys are going to say, well, this only applies to men. But no, this was written in 1970. Do you see where this could, maybe I'm doing a bad job at explaining this. So you're, in the United States, as opposed to some areas of Canada, which is my understanding, the employee cannot be held responsible for lack of compliance. And to much of the chagrin of a lot of safety people, and I can tell you what, I'm one of them. Sometimes we felt back in the day, before this whole hop thing, human and organizational performance thing came out, where we would blame the employee. And this is where a lot of employers feel like, well, look, I'm blaming you. I set a rule. You're not following it. Guess what? When there's a problem, it's your fault. When there's not a problem, oh, who cares? And I think this is where some of this thinking has come out, where we're going to blame the employee. Now, let's talk about this emergency temporary standard. OSHA does not have a mechanism in place, but they do have the legal uh, recourse. They've never exercised it or anything else to go after the employee, to make a uh, demand of the employee right doesn't have that hasn't done it now under this emergency temporary standard what do we have we have a situation where now they're making the employee or compelling it maybe not making it hey you got the testing option but they're compelling the employee to go out on their own time and get a vaccination even if they say well we're gonna you know you have to be paid right the time to get the vaccination Still, they're making the employee do something in their for their personal medical situation that they've never made do in anything else. We all understand an employee goes into work. You have the employer has rules. Okay, you got to follow the rules. You have to wear a hard hat, wear a hard hat. I don't think there's any other OSHA regulation here that requires something personally of the employee to go and then and personally do something to themselves. Yeah, you know, we have physicals. We gotta have a physical for 1910-134 respiratory work, and under 1910-120 has waffer. You have some medical monitor. Yeah, we have that. That's all for the benefit of the employee to make sure the company doesn't kill you with something or hurt you or injure you. I don't know if this this is a totally different level. This may be something that causes this whole thing to be overturned. I haven't taken a look at any of the legal briefs. I'm not an attorney, but I'm wondering: is this something different? This is a change in policy where they're going to start making employees do something. I don't know. I'm just asking the question here. I'm not saying good or bad, but that's what we are faced with here. And that's what I want to leave you folks with on this beautiful, glorious Saturday morning. Where are we going with all of this? Is this a good place? Is this really where we want to go? 
For Safety Wars, this is Jim Polzel. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.